0: That's one small step for man, one
1: giant leaf for mankind. Welcome to The New Next, a podcast that addresses current events and how they will impact the future. All that to say is... Can you imagine chat an ai type thing of they get your digital image but they're like matt we think you would look better as a buff like yeah. thing and you're like oh that's kind of cool hey cool I, I get to be a buff guy and they're like and, and i'm not i'm not i'm not trying to do this to like offend people that are listening to this because i don't know where everybody sits but um and i know like we've even talked about your world of when i showed that one picture of a person walking in this uh the taco um with the mask and you're like, that's actually common where I'm from. Where I'm (laughs) from, it's not. Um (laughs) um but um maybe they put your head on a transsexual uh or someone that's transgender. I said transsexual, sorry, old school, but um (laughs) transgender. So um they're like, hey, we're gonna have you be a hermaphrodite and you're like, wait a minute, I'm not a hermaphrodite. Well, too late, you already signed off your stuff. Um because it serves the purpose of the movie. So it's not, it's not about you. Um, or they put, or they're like, Hey, you're kind of a draw, um, adron- adronomist uh, I can never say it. Keanu Reeves. Um, you know, you, you, you could go as a male or female type person. Yeah. Androgynous, androgynous. There we go. Um, so we're going to make you a female, um, but it's going to look very similar body wise until we do a nude scene with you. And you're like, well, <laughs> That's not my body. You know, um, like there's all this kinds of stuff that, um, they like the stuff that's cool and you're like, Oh, cool. I could finally be a buff guy. Um, or, but specifically females, I can see them like, yeah, what we're going to do is we're going to make your waist even smaller into something that doesn't make sense. We're going to make your boobs bigger. We're going to make your butt a certain kind of thing. And there's part of us like, Oh, cool. I finally get to look like the way I was told I'm supposed to look. And then that other side is like, all they want is a part of my face are part of my likeness. They don't even want me. And it's like, if you're going to do that, why not just do pure computer generated images to start with? Like, don't, don't even use,
0: I don't know that. Well, I, so I read some stuff about like OnlyFans um, accounts that were fully AI. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, it's just like, oh my God. Like what's, what's the deal with, these people that pay for that stuff, I, I It's, <clears throat> I think it maybe says more about society here in America than it does. Uh, the system necessarily, because if people really cared, they'd probably do something more about it, but I, you know, to kind of loop back where we started, I just think that these tools are here to stay they're well funded and they need to be regulated but if you're not utilizing them in your business i think it's a huge mistake and um for the writers too you know you should just get on board and uh start it you know the rapid The rapid fire testing out of ideas and stuff just seems like a no brainer for me. And if you're kind of a great writer, you understand what people want and then you have, it seems like it would almost turn you into a magician, so to speak. So you do have a event where the pure amount of time that you have to spend on something is drastically reduced and i think that you know naturally just like you already have now is the people that make a lot of money so like your ryan reynolds margot robbie to use that barbie that the barbie movie we're talking about there's already a concentration in how much the top end talent gets paid so you know in a curve sense there's very few at the top that get all the money, um, out of that. And then also that uh, carry, um, the royalties or whatever you call it, um, earnouts for performance. So mm-hmm. I don't know if it necessarily would change much, but on more of the jobs that aren't valued in the same, level as the big talent, I think it would perhaps make their life a lot easier and normalize, um, like it's, there's a lot of, uh, writers, long form writers for magazines and stuff that I don't, I like the way that they write, but I think that they're idiots and their <laughs> you know, their op- opinions are totally wrong all the time and they're pushing stuff that's not true but i still enjoy reading it because i like how they use the words and um, a lot of people that are actually accurate and really understand it or understand the thought process behind it or are like you know almost polymass in the sense that they are able to understand and grasp multiple different subjects very well, and then implement it on that level. Um, it makes, I think the amount of production that they can put out to see what's good and implement that. So as a, as a tool, as a synth- synthesis with your talent, I think it's, you know, a, a good thing. And I think it's also a positive thing in the fact that it might provide some clearing. In the market where people that just aren't going to make it anyways it kind of cuts out cuts them out sooner than later or it or it allows them to take control of their own production value for way way cheaper and do indie sort of stuff um without having to raise millions of dollars
1: well and i love that way of thinking um what I think is going to be a more realistic thing of what happens is the people who are already crappy writers are going to find a way to expediate their crappiness. (laughs) Um, and I find that the ones who I'm not going to say there's not going to be any quality writers that do not use the tools and become even like that their writing even becomes more successful or more structured or whatever the thing is that AI can provide. Um, but, and those will be the exceptions though, because, um, so you know, this, I've been, I, I've been constantly working through like classics this year or really highly, uh, highly rated book series and stuff books. Um, I made kind of more of a point this year specifically to read some of the ones that make these lists all the time, um, of like the best books of the 21st century or the best books of all time. And. Uh, there's a couple books if it's okay to talk about, I don't want to like bog down our time with stuff. If you're like, I don't find this as interesting. No talk, (laughs) Um, talk about whatever you want. It's natural um, conversation. So there's there's one series called city of bones. Um, or that's not the series, but that's the first book. And it's by like Cassandra Clark or Claire or something like that. And if you love her stuff, good. You're wrong. Um, (laughs) (laughs) like it's horrible. It's absolute dribble. it's like 600 pages and I don't, I got 450, 500 pages in and I'm like, I don't care anything about this. If they all die or if they're all happy at the end, I just don't care. Um, and so I decided I'm not somebody gonna finish this book. Um, I put it down as two stars, which to me, my ranking system's weird. Anyway, if you get one star, it means literally you should not have written the book. <laughs> like, um, like they're like, I give you two stars because you at least wrote a book and you did the work to write it, but I start going like, why is this such a popular book? And stuff?" so I'm starting to read, I'm, I'm spending more time reading why it was popular than actually reading the book. And, um, she was a, um, Harry Potter fanfic writer who got banned from all the fanfic sites because of major plagiarism. And, um, I'm like, cool. Um, and when they, when they were talking about her writing this book, like everybody was all excited. And then when they found out that she was a plagiarist and we're not talking about like, we're not talking about like similar things or nods to things like we're talking um, exact word for word. The only thing that changed was the name of the person that said it or the gender or whatever. Everything else was exactly the same. Yeah. And she would put out massive 500 page stories and stuff, fanfic, and was stealing other people's work. and, then I'm like, oh, well, this is why I don't enjoy it because she's probably just stealing stuff and putting it all together. But she has like six books on the series and mm-hmm. has made millions of dollars um, for this really crappy, crappy literature. And it's not just like, oh, I think it's crappy, therefore it's crappy. Like, it's bad writing. Um, Stephanie Meyer is a freaking um, William Shakespeare compared to this lady. Stephanie Meyer of Twilight, just in case. Yeah, someone, it And I've definitely. never read Stephanie Meyer either, and I don't plan to. Um, though I probably will because I can't stand not having at least tried to read a book that everybody was influenced by. Hmm. Um, which means I probably eventually read Fifty Shades of Grey too, and I'm not looking forward to that. Because I've heard it's really. It's even makes, maybe makes City of Bones look to be Shakespeare. I don't know. Um, well, so any, there's that. any book
0: that's written about Seattle that... The writer is from the UK and has never traveled to and got all the sites from Google. (laughs) It's pretty, I mean, you got to give her credit,
1: so. I guess, I mean, I gave her two stars, so I gave her credit for writing a book. Well, I was talking about Um, 50 Shades of Grey. Oh, oh, (laughs) I haven't read that, so I don't know yet. I I haven't either. Um, Then the other book I read, and I'm still, I haven't given up on this one yet, but The premise is cool. And I think the premise is why so many people have read the book and why so many people have watched the movie, but it's also, it's written by an adult for adults, even though it's written almost like child or it's, maybe it's written for children, but it's, it's called Boy in the Striped Pajamas. And it's the story of a kid who, uh, whose dad is the one who's in charge of Auschwitz or gets assigned to uh, being in charge of Auschwitz as a Nazi officer. And, um, his room is facing one of the camps and eventually I'm assuming I'm only 30, I'm only 40% in the book and it hasn't actually addressed the boy in the straight pajamas yet. (laughs) But based on what I've read so far, it sounds like what's going to happen is he's going to see a kid about his own age who's wearing the, um, black and white, um, uniforms that they made the, um, at Auschwitz and again, I haven't, I have not read any reviews on it. I have not seen the movie. I'm just basing it on how the writing is. And the writing's not great, but it's okay. Um, Basically, we're going to see him realize, because his dad calls anybody that's in the camp, um, they're not people, they're animals, um, that he's going to realize, like, no, that's a boy just like me. What we're (laughs) doing is wrong. And I can't do anything to stop it, because it's going to be just historical enough that there's not going to be a change. And the premise is kind of cool, but then it's like, what's the purpose of writing this book it's um it's to it's to draw on <laughs> it's to give us a perspective of, this is a guy from scotland who wrote this by the way we're not this isn't a this isn't someone like from germany or u.s or something that wants to tell like a side of the story no it's like we want to just see a perspective of what it would be like if you were a kid of the kid of the guy who runs auschwitz and it's like no that's 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 messed up. Like yeah. Aryans have better excuses than this. Like it's, it's horrible because, and I'm joking, like Aryans don't have any good excuse. Um, the <laughs> it's, it's twisted. Like, because this kid isn't going to turn into Mr. Schindler, you know, it's, it's, ah, um, I'm slowly working myself way through it. it. It bothers me. And then I read like quality stuff and I don't even mean like it's stuff that everybody's going to read, but I'm reading all these local artists right now, and I'm like, this is fun. Like, not, um, I'm reading one I just bought actually uh, Friday night uh, from a local artist uh, called uh, Forever Elko by mm, Kim Bastion. Yeah, I saw that on your Instagram. And, um, I've got about five or six chapters in. It's a very short book, but it's a poet, it's written poetically. But That's it's the cool. story of how, like, um, how she try to kill herself and then the ramifications of what it meant means to come out of that and try to choose life and stuff. And, um, I I even wrote her after I read the first four chapters and like, Hey, um, this is really cool. This book forces me to slow down because it feels like every word you write has weight to it. And so I really want to grasp each word. I don't want to rush through it. Um, which is sometimes my tendency. Yeah. Um, our, our mutual friend, Holly, Holly Stewart, wrote um, I Can See for Miles at the end of last year. And it's her um, a memoir of her basically going through a lot of religious um, and parental pressure to try to be a certain person and how she's done these really cool things that sound like they're in freaking spy novel stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mean, seriously, like, and, and I know these are true because I remember when these, ha- some of these act- activities actually happened and we're talking about them in real time. <laughs> um, um, you know, those kinds of things. Uh, my friend John Lawfrey, uh, who write, wrote the book, um, oh, I can't remember the name of it, but it's the one where it's a Seinfeld Choose Your Own Adventure, um, book. Uh, my former professor, Marty Michelson, writing about common clarity. Like these are all books, um, out of all that, only one of those is fiction. But mm-hmm. it's it's writing that's it's deeper. It's something that really touches a soul. And so like when we when we've talked about like Fyodor Dostoevsky of just how brilliant of a writer is because he's writing truth. Yeah. He's not just writing to get a thing. But I've also read some kind of Stupid esque. I mean, like, it's good writing. It's like, huh. I don't really know where it's coming from, but like, it's called White Trash Warlock, and it's followed up by tra- Trailer Park Trickster. Where that this Oklahoma? Like I'm the greatest even, I'm even, title ever. <laughs> it is. It is. It's so um, amazing, and it's White and it's a story Warlock. about a guy from Oklahoma. Uh, this is Warlock who lives in Guthrie, Oklahoma. Like, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I'm not joking. Awesome. And, and, and I didn't know it was Oklahoma oh until goodness. I started. I was like, oh, this is a free book on Audible. I'm going to go ahead and listen to it. And I'm like. Uh, I gave it three stars, which is probably about 3.5 stars um, because you can only do three or four for audible. But I'm like, this is a solid book. And the second book is solid. Um, I might wait a while before I buy the third book. Um, I've read like dungeon Carl uh, dungeon crawler, Carl series, which I love to death. One, it's a lit RPG, but it's also um, it's this uh, it's, it's pure satire on how we watch things as people. And like voyeurism, um, like we're all yeah, voyeurism, but also just like how we cheer entertainment, what gets our numbers up and stuff. And, um, ultimately like it's, I finished book six and it just came out. So I'm really sad because it's going to be a few months for book seven to come out. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, basically like the first book, all, um, his girlfriend had just broken up with him and he still got her cat. And then all of a sudden, um, these fissures all throughout Earth happen and people fall into them and he's one of them with the cat. And then when they wake up from this fissure, they're basically like in a video game, um, but it's real life. And all the rest of the universe is watching. Um, quintillions of people are watching. And I think you understand what quintillion is, but that's like um, yeah, a lot Or not people, not humans, but just just aliens and stuff. And Um, They have to kill um, to get to the next level. And the goal is to get to high enough where you can live, you know, you can live. And as the, as the series goes on, it's like, why are we still doing this? Because if we just let ourselves die, we wouldn't have to go through this pain and suffering. Um, But Hey, if you did something to your friend, all of a sudden you get a lot more people will sponsor you and give you more packages and stuff (laughs) like, um, (laughs) so it's, it's a, it's, um, what, oh goodness. It's kind of like, it's got that feel of the running man movie, not the book. Well, even the book though, um, kind of, um, it's got some essences of some of the running man, uh, from, uh, like roller derby, not roller derby, uh, Um. Oh goodness. Um. The the dome. Thunder. Not Thunder Dome. Yeah, Thunder Dome. It's got some of these kinds of things, but it's but the cat even becomes like a sentient being, and she's (laughs) um and she's like the leader because cats are more powerful or something at this the first (laughs) level. Like, and um, she's of course this posh cat. She's like, Carl. I don't know what's going on in your life, but obviously you're stupid. That's why Beatrice didn't stay with you. And he's like. Uh, and he has a voice similar, uh, at least the audible version. He has kind of that Patrick Warburton, Bob's Bargers um, kind of voice, which I just yeah. love. I'm so super sexy. Uh, huh. So I just love, uh, um, and he's the one that narrates the main thing. But, um, you know, there's all these, these, these books that are actually fun. Uh, they're enjoyable. And I mean, there's heck, some I'm,
0: philosophical depth depth to them.
1: yeah. I mean, right now I'm reading, um, the rise and fall of the, um, extreme championship wrestling and the quality of it is so much better than the crappy city of bones. And even though it's just basically historical writing, and I know I'm more open to that. It's much more intriguing than boy in striped pajamas for me. Um, that's a value choice, but, um, I love wrestling, but so I'm not going to be like, I
0: think that's so weird too, because, um, all the, like, what do they call it, Uh, historical fiction, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: where it's like a totally different story, right?
1: If you would like to learn more about The New Next Podcast, find us at thenewnextpodcast.com, where you can suggest a topic you would like for us to cover. If you enjoyed what you heard, share the podcast, tell a friend about it, or rate us with five stars.